0: I'm Carol Morgan, and this is Jill Power. We're talking about... Jill Power is sitting next to me, by the way. (laughs) Um, We're talking about memories and experiences around Lambeth and Southwark. We met through Taking Part, which is a creative hub of the Young Vic and gives artistic opportunities to its members that are then shared with the wider communities in Lambeth and Southwark and beyond. I'm an actor and joined Taking Part in 2015, and Jill?
1: Um, I'm a writer and I joined taking part when it was two boroughs in 2012 and did um, a massive project with the Young Vic and Wild Works around Babel.
0: We first met in 2018 when we were rehearsing Within Reach. This production was a physical theatre piece directed by Grace Gibson. The cast were linked through their experiences with HIV and it was run as a response to the highly acclaimed play The Inheritance. Neither of us had participated in physical theatre before. For me, the joy of taking part is it takes you well out of your comfort zone. A writer and an actor both out of their comfort zone was a great departure and we've been formulating ideas and speaking our minds ever since. So what's on your mind, Carol? Carol. I'm troubled by the fact that people are beginning to think that memories are something you record on social media as a validation of yourself. You know, the dopamine of the like. The future of our lives can't just be recorded and lived through the Instagram, TikTok and filtered images on the phone. In what's in our head, our memories are revoked by sound, observation and experiences. We're doing a soundscape of landmarks, conversations and people. We want to remind people that personal memories are not always the cleaned up pics for the world to post on social media, but there is a real world happening out there. Experiences to be had. As a society, we could lose our curiosity. That, you know, thing, Jill, about looking up and looking down, questioning the surroundings that's so important. What's in our heads? What happens when we exchange ideas about this stuff? Curiosity and looking helps us to see things in a new light or raises other questions, just simple, everyday things.
1: I remember He was as deep as the Thames. I called him my Canute, my bear in German. He told me that King Henry received a polar bear as a gift from Norway. It was kept in the tower and let out every day to swim and catch fish. Canute knew everything about the Thames. He idolized it as if it were human and greeted it as an old friend. He told me that when he changed his gender from she to he, he burnt everything that identified him as female and made an offering to the Thames. He said, she now lies with all the other dead souls in the Thames. She belongs to the Thames now.
0: I remember her. She navigated a rickety shell of a refugee boat from Land Producer to the Thames. She reached a safe haven, but what of the many migrants before her, stuffed and huddled, praying not to be lost at sea? Where did that story come from Jill um I remember
1: I was invited to the all party. Committee for Refugees at the House of Commons and this woman, she actually sailed a boat, a refugee boat from Lampedusa in Italy, a little island Mm. in Italy where a lot of refugees land and um, she sailed the boat to highlight the, the, the plight of the treacherous waters that everybody has to go through and um anyway we were we were invited to this lunch, this champagne lunch to watch her in her boat go through, go past the the parliament and um, yeah, it just really struck me, and everybody was cheering her as she went past in her boat, and I just thought they don't cheer
0: refugees who arrive mm. on boats. Mm. And then you met Guy Garvey.
1: Yeah, so Guy Garvey, um, I met him at the South Bank and um, I was running a choir for refugees and asylum seekers. And Guy Garvey, he wrote this song called Paper Cup of a Boat um, about people that lose their life at sea. And um, he invited us to be his backing vocals for that song. And um, I just really remember that when he introduced it, when we had a full orchestra, we you know, we were a choir, and then they, he had his own band. And um, when he introduced us at the South Bank, he said, I wrote this song for refugees, but I never in my wildest dreams thought I would have refugees as my backing vocals. And he got well choked up and like was... was was, you know, had a very tearful moment. I think everyone had a bit of a tearful moment. I remember that the site of Tate Britain used to be a prison, a prison where convicts were transported to the New World via the Thames. I look at the Thames on cloudy days, and you know what? I just see all that misery
0: I remember back in the day when I was an art student, looking at that Matisse painting, you know, the snail, walking away, feeling dwarfed by the painting, thinking about the smallness of a snail and admiring the vastness and beauty of the building. Then I remembered that it was built on the indirect proceeds of slavery. It took the joy away. History shapes the now, the controversy of art, Who makes it? Who buys it? Who collects it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember growing up, like, art galleries weren't for people like me. You know, we just didn't do it as kids. You know, mum never said, oh, go and get lost down the art gallery. And I don't even think there were any art galleries around where I lived. You know, we just thought it was a real middle class thing that people did and not, And kids just didn't do it. You know, I just didn't get it. I didn't get the idea of um, people standing around looking at a picture. Um, But now, for me, I really appreciate art. and, And for me, it's about it's not just looking at a picture. It's about the past and who was included and excluded in society and how to celebrate and respond to the past and present. I mean the the exhibition in Tate Britain at the moment is glorious, it's Hugh Locke sums it all up in his glorious magnificent procession of figures of flags and slave and cargo ships telling the story of history, injustice, culture, carnival, climate change, Black Lives Matter, the past marching forcibly to the future. out our banners on the outward wall. I remember this being built, you know. It, it's it's made of the same words, the green oak that the original builders used. And the timbers are fixed together with wooden pegs. And I'm just I've just always really admired this building because when it was built mm. I was actually a carpenter and um and watching it Watching it being built was just
0: such a joy to have it in Southwark. I, I, I remember never really understanding the concept of a theatre without a roof in the UK. A friend took me to see Blue Stockings by Jessica Swale. We were standing in the pit for two and a half hours. In the interval, no one moved, everyone just chatted to those around them, no rush into the bar. I met some young people that were mem- mesmerised by the play. It was joyful. I imagined how it must have been back in the day. Modern times had at least moved on since then, when women felt they had to mask their face and hide th- their identity. It was considered not the dumb thing for women to visit the theatre. <laughs> I remember I wrote and performed a feminist
1: response to Shakespeare's, you know, the Scottish play. (laughs) Unsex me now. It was a battle cry for all of the women in the world to rise up and unite. It snowed.
0: It was a snow globe. Oh, Jill, I love those globes. I used to concoct such fantasies around the snow and the tiny figures. Gentrification.
1: I remember the Elephant and Castle shopping centre with its iconic elephant looking over us, and of course, the bingo hall with the cheapest pint in town. I remember when they painted it fuchsia pink. I thought. It was welcoming, all the queers in the area. Well, I couldn't that- believe it. I just thought, it's pride. They've painted the Elephant and That's Castle just king. like you, Jill. And the giant estates of the Aylesbury and Haygate, you know, now dust mm. and rubble, displacing generations of true South Londoners. I really, really worry about kids that grow up in this area and then they, they can't afford to live in the area when they finish school and they know the area and they're going to lose their community and I just think what what is a borough going to look like without any young people I, I just think it's, it's just going to be really boring it's just replaced by money money, money you know, there's no such thing as affordable housing I've lived here now for 35 years and the skyline is just forever changing more and more high-rise blocks and less areas for young people to hang out in. And that really saddens me.
0: A bit of history. I remember hearing the Forty Elephants, an all-female pickpocketing and shoplifting gang. They were notorious and supposedly terrorised the elite stores of London from the 1870s to 1950s. They dressed in beautifully designed hats, coats and dresses in order to fit in. They called this putting, putting on, on the, the posh. posh. The clothes were specifically, specially tailored and sewn with hidden pockets. They would pile into a shop together and plunder thousands in a matter of minutes. The leader, Queen of Terror, was known to wear a fist of diamond rings as knuckle-dusters.
1: I'd love to have met her. Oh, I think I would have fallen in love with her. I think you would, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My type of girl. (laughs) I remember Mandela coming to Brixton. Everyone was so happy. I remember the candles burning in Windrush Square. And then I remember Muhammad Ali a few years later. And I remember seeing the cheering fans lining the streets as he rode along in his open-top Bentley waving to everybody like he is the true
0: king. Yeah, only recently, I walked down Loughborough Road and saw the Muhammad Ali mural on Woolley House, a legend immortalised. I hope the young people always have the, the uh, memory of Muhammad Ali, even though sometimes people don't know who he is.
1: Well, he's just one of my heroes. Like, he's not just a boxer, he was a real human rights activist. You know, and his poetry is just brilliant, it's sublime.
0: Do you remember when we met in the park by the Imperial War Museum? Before you turned up, I was on the cross trainer at the outside gym shouting along to Whitney, I wanna dance Dance with somebody." somebody. When you arrived, we shared a few glasses of Prosecco. You brought pretty pink glasses, which you gave me as we parted. It was a lovely day, but what I randomly remembered was behind our bench where we were drinking our Prosecco was the fragment of the Berlin Wall and in front of us the big guns.
1: I mean, that is a literally war and peace moment, mm. isn't it? Mm. Just, just like the Tibetan chimes and the big...
0: Guns. And it was during Covid, that meeting we had, which made it even more poignant. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. I think we need to remember to keep it real, not filtered. We hope that our memories will provoke yours and stimulate your curiosity. So keep on looking up, looking down and look at your surroundings. Thank you for listening to
1: Journeys, the podcast. For more information about taking part at The Young Vic, you can check us out on our website on www.youngvic.org forward slash taking hyphen part or you can see us on twitter at yv taking part